0: hello everyone hey. welcome to the pod glad to be back with the uh, the good friends here we're going to be talking about a new topic today diversity and optometry diversity in general in our personal lives and so excited to have everybody back just in case you haven't met us i'm just the king Tony, thank you for the applause <laughs> we also all right oh, okay, we blog, okay
1: settle down settle down <laughs> studio <laughs>
0: All right, does everybody else want to introduce themselves real quick?
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: Okay, or miss applause. Okay.
1: Let's go. okay. I mean, I don't need any applause. I, please. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm Dr. Nadia. Should I just say that? I feel like it's hard to say doctor again. Um, and <laughs> that's it. I have Dr. What? Well, how am I introducing myself? This is not. Somebody else go first so I know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay i'm svetlana um uh, oops
3: perfect <laughs> i'm doug hello hello
2: okay okay great <laughs> wait i didn't get great. any applause i kind of wanted some can i go again yeah. there we go go, Svet, go okay.
1: again we'll pretend we don't know who you are
2: okay okay i'm svetlana at future dr news
1: wow congrats oh, thanks i love that that was that was way better i like to have a smile
2: you know yeah you want to try yours again
1: no okay okay <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I feel like I'm on friends. Is Rachel about I to know. walk through the door? Like, I don't know what's going on around here. <laughs> I don't mind. Perfect.
0: Some of these shows was... wouldn't have been good if they didn't have those audio effects, but I think we'd be good without it, right? Can you imagine watching like, <laughs> Big Bang Theory with no
1: With no laugh? Did they have that? I'm not a big fan of Big Bang Theory, but.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm a huge correct. fan
1: of friends, though, so.
0: Diversity of thought, that's important too. So uh, speaking of diversity, does anybody want to talk about their background, their family background, their ethnicity background? Let's start with Doug.
3: All right, well, um, I'm a a Nigerian American. My parents, um, both from Nigeria. Uh, My mom came at 18 years old from Nigeria to initially New York and then eventually made her way to California. And uh, my dad came at twenty-six, uh, straight to, to to California. So parents met in L.A. And uh, yeah, so for myself, uh, I grew up in a strict, a strict uh, home environment where you know I used to play basketball, and I remember in third grade I had a teacher who you know it was, uh, they they said, "Draw, draw who you want to be when you grow up." Like, what would you want to do, draw that? So I drew like an NBA player, like a Michael Jordan with the with the legs out. And then my mom looked at that and she was like, yeah, no, that, this is not gonna happen. You're gonna be a lawyer, a doctor, or an engineer. Those are the only three options you get. So, <laughs> you know, as a Nigerian, I feel like that's, that's what like most parents tell their kids they gotta do. And I chose, you know, to be an optometrist.
0: So you feel like because your family came here made their mark wanted you to be maybe in a stable position they were like hey we want you to be a doctor and that's something that like inspired you
3: definitely um you know in general my family is all about like like helping others and uh so my mom she was a nurse my dad a social worker and so it's always been about that so um obviously kind of a joke of, you know, you have to be one of those three things, but it, it was, it's all about, you know, doing something to be able to help others. So I definitely chose the doctor route and I uh, more specifically being an optometrist to do that.
0: A very uh, good insight there, helping others. And uh, that's awesome to hear that your mom was a nurse also and how you're treating patients in a in a different way, but also helping patients. Uh, how about you, that How do you feel like your parents' background or your background in a diverse nature has affected you and optometry.
2: Yeah, so a little bit about my parents' background. Um, I have immigrant parents. So my parents came when they were children. My dad, my dad's dad, I think, first came into the U.S. by himself. And then he brought all the children afterwards. And by all the children, I think my, my parents, I mean, I'm sorry, my grandparents had about four or five of their kids in Mexico at the time. There's nine of them in total, so like half of them were born in Mexico, half of them were born in the States. And um, what was I saying? Okay, so then at one point, my dad gets brought over, I think he was about 10 or 11, and they actually went to Pomona. They, my dad was raised in Pomona. Um, uh, go western, no, I'm just kidding, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then um, my mom. My mom's family is from Nicaragua. My mom's family came around. My mom was about, I would say, between 9 and 11. Also around like, the same age as my dad, 9, 11, 10-ish. And they came from Nicaragua. And then I somehow they ended up in Texas and then Texas to Cali. And I think that just having that kind of background, knowing your parents struggle, and then seeing them be... Successful as adults, and then having me, and we've been able, thank God, to have a house. You know, always not everyone can like have a house and have stability. Growing up as a child, um, it it has been very inspiring. And just like what Doug was saying, my parents also instilled in me that you you have to pick a career that you that you're gonna go help people. You're gonna go serve a community or serve like our community, our community, as such as like immigrant community, um, communities that like need a voice or communities that like have a lot of struggles or you know are just coming here and they need help. Um, and like what, what careers could you do that? I remember as a kid, it was engineer. You could build houses for people. <laughs> and then it was um, doctor, of course, and then lawyer, like it, being an immigration lawyer and stuff. And those are the career options. And ultimately I always wanted to be a doctor. I think now in optometry school, it's really nice to have this background because I, I've, I've been on both sides in the sense that like I, I know what it is to, to see that struggle. My families have struggled. Um, and to see that now that I can be out of school and I'm studying is like something crazy in my family that they would have never thought, oh, wow. If we immigrate here like our our children and their grandchildren will have this opportunity but now this is like the reality of their um sacrifice to come here
0: well i mean uh first off nine kids can you imagine that nowadays like someone with nine kids cheaper by the dozen and bringing them over <laughs> so uh impressive on that front and then so your dad was the oldest it sounds like and then you're the oldest mm-hmm. of the oldest child and you're achieving these goals you're going to graduate school you're getting a doctorate Uh, how does that feel like kind of you know being being in the leadership position and uh, maybe inspiring your cousins or or family mates by by pursuing this doctorate degree how does that feel
2: yeah um you know it it's um hmm, it feels good sometimes and then other times it doesn't feel good because um not I feel like you don't need to pursue a doctorate to be successful or to be somebody who helps other individuals in life. Right. So I never, this is what I've chosen in my route of helping people, but it doesn't mean that if any of my other family members choose something differently or they chose like not to go pursue a doctorate, doesn't mean that they can't help people as much as I will as an optometrist. So I want to say like, it's a good thing. Cause it's like, I'll be the first doctor in my family, but at the same time, like, I never want to make anyone feel, especially in my family, you know, anyone feel like they're less just because they're not pursuing the career of becoming
0: a doctor too.
2: I think there's like a thin line on that.
0: That's a really good point. Just because you have a doctor title does not make you successful. Right, Florida? Uh, anyways, uh, (laughs) (laughs) jokes aside, uh, you're right. Like, uh, you're being inspiring to do something you're passionate about. So that's great. You're putting that work in and, uh, you know, hearing your family background, that that that's inspiring too. So, um, Nadia, let, let's hear a little bit about yourself and how that's inspired you through optometry.
1: Um, I was actually not born in the U.S. I don't know if everyone else was born in the U.S. J.D., were you born here? Yes. Wow, everyone can be president but me. <laughs> Congratulations.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, um, I would have liked the option. Maybe I would have been president, but it's okay. So, um, I was born in Iran during the Gulf War actually. So, um, my parents left Iran because of the like political uproar and stuff like that, they didn't really agree with the government. So, my dad came to the states first, and uh, my uncle was already here because he was kind of escaping before Um, he was like the first person to come. And then my dad stayed with him for a while. And then um, they came looking for my dad, I guess, in Iran. And they kept like badgering my mom about it. And so we had to leave. So um, my mom took a one-year-old and went to her dad's who lived in the Netherlands at the time. And I think we stayed there for like a year. And then we like went to Canada. And then from Canada, we, like, waited for our, like, papers to come in. And then we ended up coming to the States after that. So I came to the States when I was two. And we lived in Maryland until I was, like, eight. Um, And then we went to Florida. and I've been there since. But, yeah, I mean, all the craziness that's still kind of going on over there. And just knowing, like, you know, it was probably hard for my parents to come. You know, they always wanted to have a good future, and I'm glad that they had a lot of struggles. I never felt the struggles when I was a kid. I think they were really good. I think all our parents were really good about being like, oh, the situation's under control. Like, I never felt like we were, like, without anything that I ever kind of, like, wanted or asked for. You know, they'd make it happen. And so, the per- Persians also have a, like, you're their doctor, lawyer, or, you know, you're homeless, basically. <laughs> like, so... Um, I think all of the immigrant parents know that, that those are like the success routes, I guess, in life. And so no regrets. I think since I was a kid, I, I always had an interest in sciences anyway, and like helping people. And like, I, when I was a kid, I like would go to my dentist and my optometrist and and they'd be like Persian because my parents didn't speak English that well at first. And so, um. I would like look up to them cause they'd be like communicating and be like, Oh, this is so nice because sometimes my parents can't communicate with people. And so I, as a kid was like, I want to do that. Like, I want to be that for my community. And I want to be the one who's like, um, having little girls look up to me because they were like Persian, they were doctors, they were women. So I was like, Oh, that could be me someday. And I'd like go and I pretend to be the doctor there, um, with all the little teddy bears and stuff. So. Um, I think just instilled in us is like a good work ethic, especially when we come from like these like immigrant stories and things like that, like nothing got handed to me, I had to work for everything. And at some point, like, you know, my parents are very smart individuals, but they, they didn't know the background they, you know, didn't know, like how to do creative writing they didn't they after a while they just couldn't help me anymore so it was kind of on my own so everything that i had to do always felt like twice as hard as other people because like you know i just had to like fend for myself i had to kind of like figure things out i had to study twice as hard because i didn't have like any support and like um you know they supported me emotionally things the way that they could but like study wise sometimes it was like you know and my mom would like read the spelling words to me and stuff like that but after a while it was just me on my own um but I feel like that really built my character and who I am and my compassion I think all kind of background diverse stories relate to that because we've all had some kind of struggle um in life to kind of get where we are are, and we all want to represent our communities in the best way that we can because we all like people look at me and they're like oh where are you from and I'm like I'm from Florida. And they're like, no, but actually, where are you from? And I'm like, literally, I'm from like, what do you mean? I'm, I'm literally from Florida. (laughs) And and they're like, no, no, no. But like, really? And I'm like, okay, so then you have to tell them like, oh, I'm Iranian. And like the way that you, you have this like weight on your shoulders, because you have to perceive, like you have to, what's the word I'm looking for, like demonstrate, I guess what like it is to be that kind of like background Persian because there's a lot of stereotypes that we have and we have to kind of like push through that with like the kindness and compassion in our brains and our smarts and our you know um so that's a little bit about me I don't want to get into any of the other things that we're about to talk about so
0: no really though where are you really from
1: yeah I'm from Florida
0: (laughs) (laughs) That, that question I mean uh this is where maybe we can give a guide for people how to ask that question, because I think people can be generally just curious and want to learn more about you, and they don't know how to ask it, and so that that's their way of kind of doing it. And some people maybe generally have mal intent, but I think uh, I'm sure we've all that example, right? Has everybody asked you that? Where are you from, Doug? Svet, yeah. Have you been in the yeah. situation?
2: But I'm always wondering, like, why don't they say, "Oh, what's your ethnicity?" Like, is that is it? Would it, would you guys like like that better? I think I would like that better.
3: I yeah, know, I, I, think, mean, like, I think on the basic like, level, background?
1: I don't know. I just it's, just I like, think on a basic it's really level, not important.
0: Of, let's go, Doug first. Doug first,
3: all right, go ahead. I think on a basic level, a lot of people don't know the difference between race and ethnicity, so they're like, yeah, I don't know which word to use. So, <laughs> where are you from? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, go
0: ahead, Nadia. I forgot. Okay, uh, it's all right word choice is important but i think sometimes there's too emphasis on the word choice like i think body language and uh like curiosity is important too so for example if they said where is your ethnicity from where are you from uh, like it depends how you kind of go about it i've had someone ask me where are you from and one of the guys like oh yeah like i have a lot of uh co-workers that are like you punjabi co-workers and i really like them they're really nice people and i didn't expect him to say that i expected him to be like oh like you know i think the the fear in your head is like get out of our country kind of thing but i think people are generally curious and so maybe you know, even if they don't use the right words, if their body language is showing that they're just interested, you give them the shot. And if they say something that's uncomfortable, you can always respond in that way. Any thoughts on any of that? Yeah. I think, yeah,
3: body language is key. Um, also, I think an easy way to ask that question is also just like, you know, like where. so where's your family from? Because obviously you could be from whatever city you grew up in, but when you say, where's your family from? I don't think that's really offensive, but it also, Directly lets you know
0: what they're asking or what you're what you're asking. Yeah. That's a good point. I, I so agree it's with Doug. It, yeah. No. So if someone was like listening to this and they wanted to know where you were from or your family's from, I guess you could say, "Where's your family from? What, what is your ethnicity?" Um What's your background. Be, yeah, background and be pleasant about it. Yeah, because uh, like some people's think,
1: families have been here for like generations. Like, yeah, my yeah. family's from Florida too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. If anything, it's uh, endearing that someone wants to get to know about you and your culture and what you represent. So I think that's, like, yeah. great that people are taking that instead of staying quiet.
1: I think that I also will, like, ask that question to my patients. Like, if I like, the sense that they're, like, Middle Eastern or something, because sometimes they come in and they're kind of, like, uneasy in, like, places i think and i'm like oh you know where are you from originally and then they'll be like oh i'm from like um egypt or like pakistan or wherever and i'll be like oh cool yeah i was born in iran you know just to be like hey we're homies (laughs) and so yeah "Yeah, we're neighbors you know and so then they kind of get like more chatty and more open because they're like oh you know somebody who kind of like shares a similar background and like understands where you like are coming from and things like that so and then if i know something in their language i'll be like oh i only know like this one word or like you know like so they kind of open up a little bit more. So diversity is like power in a way.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Like you can flip it back on people in a positive way to learn about them if they're feeling uncomfortable in the clinic or around you and make them feel more welcome. Um, maybe it's talking about restaurants, maybe it's talking about friends that you've had that have similar origins, similar stories that you may relate to. So I, I think that's a really good uh, point, Nadia. Not only are we going to be asked it, but we can ask it in a way that empowers people. J.D., I realized
3: you didn't mention your family history.
0: Yeah. Uh, great. Thanks, Doug. I appreciate that. Uh, I saw a lot of similarities when, I, when you know, we all talk about our family histories. Uh, my family originated, uh, India used to be one huge country with Pakistan. And in the 1950s, when the British left after World War II, they split it up and they made Pakistan and India separate countries. A lot of people of my origin, including my ancestors, were all in Pakistan and had to get out of Pakistan, basically, because they were saying people of the Sikh origin uh, were not allowed to live there anymore. So I, uh, one of my grandparents uh, moved to Burma. A Couple of them had to move all over the country, which eventually led to my family coming to America, eventually, to get opportunities. Um, and, and that that's crucial to the story, because uh, as my family has been always moving for the last couple of generations, stability is extremely important, which which I think is kind of echoed through all of our, our stories with. Um, wanting our children to achieve success and and be stable so uh, for example my grandma who had a dad who was a doctor always told me doctor just deep stoning like we used to always ring it in my ears and i think she did that number one because she loved her her father who was a great doctor but also wanted stability for me and uh that's something that that sentiment continued with parents and so definitely inspired me to go into i care for stability which uh, you know, helping people is great. And I, I love that Nadia and, and Doug uh, and uh, and Syvette all touched on that. I think for me, the the stability part about it was was definitely um, something I was encouraging in my family. Um, but now I think for me personally, I'm at a point in my life where I am pursuing opportunities within eye care or, or around eye care that will allow me to maximize who I am to my authentic self. Um, so I'm thankful for that background and understanding of why uh, after the background that our families have faced and why they would encourage certain... Uh, careers to pursue but that's where I guess it's also diversity of thought on our end to say hey um, we're so thankful that you brought us to this country and gave us these opportunities but this is what I want to pursue and I can still be successful at it Uh, so I I would say that's a little bit about my story and uh, my thoughts on that in that front Um, you know going to school in Arizona and then doing rotations in Florida and and Tennessee there were a lot more uh, Caucasian populations and there was a lot more questions about you know the where are you from questions and that was definitely like unique to wear a turban in clinic and, and be able to answer those questions. And now, frankly, I, I work in central California where there's like huge Punjabi population. So a lot of people are of my own nature and culture and religion. And, and that is also humbling in a different way where you don't have to explain yourself, but where you can relate to someone in a different language. And so that that's kind of been uh, refreshing to try to speak Spanish or Punjabi in clinic. And I'm thankful for those opportunities now.
1: Um, I'm actually Caucasian, so. Persians are white (laughs) I checked the white box on the forms so I did not yeah surprise wow yeah we're um we're Aryan so we're technically the original white people so Mm -hmm.
0: So everyone
3: knows
1: there you go a I think we talked about this before, like off pod, like a while ago, but, um, I grew up in like a predominantly like white community. And so I just, all my life thought I was white. <laughs> I just was like, I, <laughs> I'm white. And my friends would be like, oh, just tell your mom you're leaving. You're 18. And I was like, I can't tell my mom that I'm just leaving the house. <laughs> no. I'm 35. I still have to ask my mom. Like what? Like, I'm like, Hey mom, um, I'm going to a conference. Is that okay? Like I have to ask. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And so like, I didn't realize that this was like a normal kind of like thing until I like went to grad school and then it was in Miami. And then I was other like Middle Eastern people in the program. And so they were like, that's normal. I also call my mom 12 times a day. She calls me every like five minutes, like, you know, like, so yeah, it's just your, where you grow up to makes a big difference. Florida's Wildin. I don't even know.
2: I was just going to say yeah. the same thing, Nadia. My mom and I talk at least a good two to three times a day. And it's not about yeah. anything. It's just like, oh, I'm at the grocery store. Oh, what are you buying? Or then yeah. then the next conversation would be a deep one. And then the other one would be like, oh, you better call me again at nighttime before you fall asleep.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, it was crazy because they'd be like yeah you're 16 just tell them that you're going to the mall and I'm like I can't just tell my mom that I'm like leaving to go to the mall yeah (laughs) no no way (laughs) they're like they're gonna love you anyway and I'm like I know but I can't let me like I'll get a look I can't have a look you know Mm So that's that's my story about that sorry I just wanted to insert <laughs> No, we,
0: we all need to know how many times you call your mom that's yeah I, I, I do times.
1: like like if I if my mom says no like it's like one of those things where it's like let me ask my mom if I can go
0: <laughs> I think what you're hitting on is the uh like uh, openness to family and uh, some families are like as immigrant populations maybe we are more in, or have that focus on family and so uh it's cool that you are keeping in touch with your parents like that I think we kind of touched on like, uh, like patient care and how it affects us. There are, I was able to kind of co- uh, connect that. Have any of you had experiences with patients or classmates, uh, whether it be your race with a patient or situations that may have come up as being a diverse individual? Syvette?
2: Um, I think for me, I, I've only seen three or four patients at the moment. So I can't touch on the patient care aspect. What I can say is that um, I think at my school, I definitely do feel very special Dad, you a for podcast. being like. Um... Oh, what happened? Let me. Mute, let me mute one second. <laughs> keep
0: going. Keep going. Uh, okay. As we speak about family, families trying to. Join the podcast because they're really interested. So we appreciate the
2: question,
1: the
0: attention. But yeah, go ahead and continue. So that.
2: Okay. Hold up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> not, wait, Nadia, you're not muted. <laughs> okay. I'll be back. <laughs> okay. There we go. Okay. Um. What say? Okay, I feel very special at my school just because I think they really try, um, to. Make, like, we have a small Latino community at my school. By small, I mean, like, the small percentages of all the classes that the students are Latino. And I feel like they, like, I feel special to be Latino because there's not an, a lot of them. And how, how can I word it? Like, I feel like they do a lot of nice things for us. Like, um, Hispanic Heritage Month, they'll actually do something, like, they'll have, like, his, um, like, a day where they'll have a bunch of, like, Hispanic foods, and um, they'll do, like, um, a post in, like, their, you know, like, the school's email uh, article things, and they'll, like, share the stories of certain, like, Latino students. Like, if you want to share your story for, for that month, like, they'll have you share your story. And I think it's just that recognition and, like, oh, yeah, this is our Latino community on campus. We're doing this for them. Let's all celebrate that together. That makes me really, um, happy as a student at my school, but that's all I got.
0: I love that. I love that your school's making that effort. And so, um, yeah, you're definitely going to get more of those situations as uh, they come through clinics. So definitely keep sharing those. Uh, i glad to hear your school's making that effort. Nadia, how about yourself, as you've been practicing for a little while now in Florida?
1: Um, yeah, I've actually had a quite a few like Persian patients. And I think it was my favorite. It's like when they're like little, because then they can like, then I'm like extra nice to them. Like I had a five year old come and her mom was like, Just kinda like my story, right? Like my parents didn't really speak Farsi that well or English that well. So they would speak Farsi. So I would like tell the mom in Farsi, like, oh, here's what's going on. And then the little girl I would speak in English and then she'd be like, you know, and I was like, Oh, this is me. This is like me in the chair. So having those experiences is like really cool because, you know, those kind of ideas got instilled in me at a young age, like, oh, you could be a woman successful, you can, you know represent your community and i think that like having those moments where you're able to kind of like do that is like kind of surreal because that's what you like dream about and that's what i've always wanted so those have been pretty cool experiences but like i said like even if it's like somebody from a similar region or background it just makes them feel more comfortable when they like see somebody who's like them in the chair and actually ironically like one of my patients um because my uncle used to fly for iran air now he flies for U.S. Airways. Well, I guess it's not called that anymore. I think it's, like, American now. Um, but he was like, oh, yeah, I used to f-. he was, like, a pilot. And I was like, oh, that's cool. My uncle's a pilot. And he's like, yeah, I was a pilot in Iran. And I was like, oh, so was my uncle. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, he used to fly for Iran Air. And he was like, oh, yeah, Afghani? And I was like, yeah, you know. And so he's like, oh, my gosh, he was my flight instructor or whatever it was. And so I was like, wow, what a small um, world. Crazy. Like, what a small community. Like, like this guy like my uncle was his instructor in Iran and now he's here in my chair. And so he's like, and it just like makes you emotional. Cause he was like, it's so nice to see like young, bright, successful Iranian Americans kind of like, in like these like doctor positions and and being able to like represent us in like such a positive way. And, and he was like, so grateful. And then he like wrote me this long review on Google about how great it was and stuff. And like, just moments like that where you're like, wow, it's, it is kind of like a weight on your shoulders that you don't realize that you're like representing your community in, in ways. And so I don't know if you guys feel that kind of responsibility sometimes, like, man, I'm really representing myself in this diverse way. Um, you know, cause people can have a positive experience or they can have a negative experience and that kind of will always be with them, you know, forever.
0: That's so cute. And so amazing that you had that experience and that that's going to be a forever bond that patient's always going to want to come to you and feel comfortable with you. So that's, that's great. You're able to establish that and more. So uh, I I think like what you're also touching on is like, you know, sometimes I think when we talk about diversity, especially in 2020 post 2020 culture, it's like, uh, Oh, we had, you know, all these struggles and uh, problems because of it. But I think there's a lot of positive too, whether it be, you know, making a a bond with someone in your community, but also, I think bonds outside your community where I like, for example, when I was in Tennessee and Florida, A lot of people were curious and learned a lot about me and they wanted to take photos of me and they wanted to learn. I think that's something someone doesn't forget either. So I think there's a lot on the other side too of of people who are not of your origin who want to get to know you and they'll forever build that connection with you too. So just want to add that in on my part, but Doug, anything you want to add from the experiences you may have had?
3: Um, Yeah, just listening to what you guys are saying kind of making me think and remember, Um, I had a rotation in San Diego Uh, that was a vision therapy, uh, vision therapy emphasis. And um, I had one patient and she was like African-American woman and just going through helping her each week. Like I can tell the bond with me being black as well. You know, she was, she got really comfortable with me after the first, our first session. So after like two, three weeks we were like joking, like we've known each other for so long. And I think that's the importance about diversity in like within uh, the field and within just being, you know, the healthcare field. Uh, people want to go to people who look like them and, and, and people who they can relate to. So it's important and it's great that we're all like in these positions and we're getting there because, you know, we're adding to that the necessity of diversity. Within healthcare, to be able to help our people, obviously we want to help everybody, but um, there's just something different when you know someone who looks like you is in that, you know, doctor coat in that doctor chair, um, it, and people feel more comfortable um, talking with someone who looks like them. So I think that was you know one of my one of my highlights, and just you know being able to help people and make people feel more comfortable.
0: That's awesome that you were able to do that and in, in those experiences on your, your rotation, the vision therapy one in San Diego. And that seems like something that will definitely continue for you, to, you know, based on your personality and, uh, depending on where you practice. So awesome that you had that experience already and there's way more to come for you, man, I guess, uh, closing, closing thoughts here. As we talk about how it is very helpful and nice to have someone that looks like you, there, there definitely gonna be people that don't look like us and that we don't look like that we want to help too. Um, How do you think we can kind of bridge that gap and make them feel comfortable? Or also, um, like, how do we bring that enthusiasm with patients maybe that are are different from us too? Like, what what are some final thoughts on some of these topics? And feel free to throw any thoughts here. Uh,
1: Just kill them with kindness. I don't know. Sometimes I have patients that come see me that I can just tell, don't want to see me. They'd rather see the other doctor. (laughs) And so that's fine. They can, if they want, if they're really uncomfortable, I don't want them to have a bad experience. I don't want them to think of me as a certain way. Um, And, you know, just being young, I think as well makes them kind of like off-put already. And so when we're coming from like these diverse backgrounds and we're young, they're kind of like, okay, like, even though, you know, my I feel like newer grads kind of get a bad rap because they're like, oh, you're new. And it's like, okay, but I remember more things from like school than my doctor that's been, you know, practicing for 20 years because I'm fresh out. Like I know, like everything's up here, you know? Mm -hmm. So we know the latest technologies, things like that. And so sometimes I'm like offended. And I think you have to just realize like everyone's just different. You know, you're not everyone's cup of tea. You're not Nutella. You know, you're not everybody's favorite. So you can be the sweetest peach in Georgia and somebody's still going to hate peaches, right? So you're just going to have to do your best, be professional. I mean, I'm not going to give anyone less care if they're like any diversity. Every patient is the same to me. Everyone deserves the same care. And I don't care if you're black, white, yellow, orange, purple, you know, it's your eyes are your eyes and I care about your overall health and that's how I'm going to treat you.
0: Yeah, you touched on something important there and we were talking about diversity and I think we focused a lot on from an ethnicity standpoint, but there's also diversity in terms of gender or in terms of age. And I think as new graduates and as students we're gonna be faced with that issue, the young issue for sure comes up. I, I have a lot of female colleagues who get it a lot too, and they always say, Oh, like <laughs> one of them is like thirty five the other day and I was talking to her and she said, Yeah, one of the doc the the patients is like, Wait, you're twelve years old, how are you my doctor? And that's uh to me that's a little ridiculous. It's like would you tell your waiter something rude and then they're going to spit in your food, like uh, have some emotional <laughs> intelligence here, right? But that's where also I think, I think you disarmed it really well, where it's like, hey, I, I understand your concerns as maybe a new graduate may not have some experience with certain tasks. However, as a new graduates, I have advantages in the fact that I'm up to date with the latest and greatest research and technology, and I'm the most fresh and so I'm able to, in my opinion, to give you really great care here today, I'm going to take care of you. So I really love how you turn that around and use what your strengths are and not focusing on what's negative about other people. And, and so I think that's something we can take, too, whether it's our religion or age or uh, gender and, and use that and try to understand, hey, look, this is, where you, this is what you feel and this is what you understand, but I can still make an impact on you so that maybe when these patients see us, they say, wow, she was actually really great. I respect female doctors or he was actually really young. I think they actually know what they're doing and they're up to date with the research. They, they were from a different country, but I, I really got along with them and I could really tell they cared. And we can impact change in that way too.
1: Can I ask a question? This is not on topic. Well, sort of, but um, there's like such, this is a conversation that, that I've been having with like um, Dr. Glover and like Daryl and uh, same person and Fayez. Sorry, it wasn't coming to me. Um, we've seen like, you know, this shift where we're all trying to like embrace diversity, but there's still this like gap sometimes between like healthcare and having these people in the positions that we want. Like a lot of students from diverse backgrounds are not applying to um, higher education programs like doctorates and and being in school and stuff. What do you think we can do or like, where does it start and how do we change that? And like, how do you guys think that it's going to be changing over the next couple years or like 20 years?
2: I kind of have, um, story to share what i used to do in college was in college i studied biochemistry so that's kind of what we were doing we would go to um elementary schools and we started off in elementary and i went to school in riverside if you guys know riverside has a lot of like low-income communities we're going to low-income schools and we were introducing um the career of being a scientist because i was studying biochem so we were like, you guys can be a scientist and this is what a scientist can do. And at the end of it, it was like, we show cool science experiments, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of it, we're like, if you become a scientist or pursue biology, chemistry, whatever, you could be a doctor or you could do, you could be a PA or you could, um, you can do research in the lab. And then we were like, introduced like other careers after that. But it, the main thing was like, did you know you can be a scientist? Cause like they see, um, they see other careers like in a day-to-day lifestyle, but you might not see like the career of being a scientist. And I think I um, when I was doing that, my parents because we we're talking about my parents who were immigrants. They wish that there was people that like came into their life and went to their schools and kind of shared different careers with them. So that's something why I joined that in college because it's like introducing careers that maybe um, the culture of those like the parents or the culture wouldn't necessarily be like go pursue this career and it's like okay now the children at school are hearing it and I think it should be um yes we should be talking to high schoolers, yes we should be talking to those who are ready in college, but I think we should talk to kids, like like actual children elementary school and middle school and put it on them and like in their hearts or in their minds to start thinking about, Hey, I can go to college or college is a thing for me or like Um, college is something that I am able to pursue because I think a lot of children don't think that they can pursue college they don't know like the scholarship opportunities that are available they don't have they don't feel like they have the support so I generally think that yes it's older children but you got to start like with baby babies in elementary school and get them introduced to this whole college graduate school um, pathway
1: yeah that was a good point Doug,
3: any thoughts about it? Yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's definitely necessary to um, to instill these thoughts early and like have have these kids be more exposed. I feel like for me on my journey, uh, I had to do a lot of research myself and like really learn about even what pre-optometry is, How what classes do I need to take to be able to, you know, get the, you know, uh, be able to go to optometry school and things like that. Like all, I had to do research. I didn't have anyone to really show me. My parents didn't know that stuff. They're just like, yo, get good grades and make sure you get there. So um, I wish that we had like mentor days as a kid where you would see like your career day. Like I never had any of that at my schools. Um, So that exposure early is is key and it's necessary because that will definitely help and again, with all of this, it's like, if there were people who look like me at that time, who was a doctor, and like, wow, like this person can really do it too. And they look like me, then that gives you more motivation to do it. Um, so I I definitely agree and think we got to start at like the elementary schools. I know they do that at, in, you know, some junior highs and in, college, in high schools, but
0: it's got to start earlier than that.
1: Definitely. JD, any thoughts?
0: Yeah, I think uh, diversity is tricky in that sense. I think your original question was kind of touching on maybe why are not individuals applying to some positions or trying to reach out more on that diversity front. I think it's important that we bring it out here even as a topic as we're doing as a podcast here. But I think it's also important that our work is appreciated, like based on our merit, too. And so like, there's that balance of us, maybe having unique opportunities in positive and negative ways that make us who we are, but also uh, being appreciated for what we bring to the table as individuals. And so I think there's there's like that fine balance of like when you get a job or when you're applying for something based on what you bring to the table. And, uh, but understanding the full picture is important too. So I know I'm kind of qualifying in the middle there. Uh, I think it is helpful that there are more opportunities for people of different ethnicities and, and bring diversity more of the front light, but I think, uh, we also need to make uh, the effort to be um, putting ourselves forward in ways that make sense and, and accomplish change. So um, I think this podcast is a great way, a great start to kind of just share some of our backgrounds, how we were raised and some thoughts for what happened in clinic. Um, and hopefully there continues to be the emphasis too.
1: Yeah. Um, I agree with everything that everyone is saying. Like, I think that we have this thoughts sometimes where we think oh being different is bad like we don't like I want to fit in right and really being different is a power like we have this like great power that we can use and and sometimes I want to like not say like oh I'm from Iran because like you know sometimes there's like people judge you um, but I think I think being loud and being being what we're doing here and being on social media and, and going to the meetings and and really make, representing our cultures and our diversity and our backgrounds and, and our you know being women and being you know young and things like that I think that that people need to see that we are capable and we are smart and we can do things and we are the same and and we do care and and I think it starts with us and I think that seeing, like, for me, like, seeing somebody who was a doctor who was Persian, you know, when I was so young, I was like, oh, I can do that, too. And so we don't realize that we can be that for other people sometimes. Like, it's like you could be changing a life just with this podcast. You never know. Like, somebody in high school could be watching this and being like, oh, my gosh, I look just like Doug, man. I love basketball. I also thought I was going to be Michael Jordan, you know? And so... You don't know the impact that you're making, and so I think we have to be weary of that in a way, but still kind of, like, be true to ourselves. So I think starting with us just being out there and just being like, hey, what's up? This is my background. I'm a doctor. I'm proud of it. Like, you can do it, too, is very important. And, like, the support, like you said, and I don't know who touched on this, but, like, just supporting the younger generation and, and just... You know, sometimes if they don't know what's going on, they can reach out to any of us. Like, I'd be very happy to be like, this is my journey. This is how I applied. This I didn't know anything about prereqs. I'll let you, like, to ask me. I'm ready to let you know, you know?
0: Yeah, great point. Please reach out to any of us on Instagram, our Instagram page on YouTube, wherever it may be. We're happy to answer more questions, do more chats about these topics. We did definitely hit a lot, whether it be helping the youth, talking about ethnicities, talking about gender, uh-huh talk about situations in clinic or our background so we're really happy to answer more questions and this is kind of like a starter pod for us so we'll definitely revisit some of these topics as um and, and doug get more uh exposure in clinic there and also as nadia and i go through clinic and uh our, our changes too so um uh, we really do appreciate everybody joining today and we're definitely gonna have more talks so feel free, free to let us know what other topics you want to talk about in the future but hope you guys enjoyed today and then we'll speak to you guys again soon